How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I mean, yeah. Um, so he basically just shows us the formula of winning. So takeaways, um, explosive plays, and stuff like that. Um, third down conversion, and stuff like that. So I think that those are the areas, you know, eventually to where you win games. Winning the fourth quarter and finishing. So as long as we focus on those um, aspects, those situations, um, you know, we're more likely to win again and lose a game. And you know, everybody's bought in uh, the past three or four weeks, and you know, we're all coming together as a team. So um, I expect nothing but us to you know keep coming together, keep getting better, and you know, just keep working. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on six seventy the score. That was Justin Fields talking about the Chicago Bears, and they. Won three out of man, three out of the last four. Could have been four. That Lions game, they had it in the bag earlier. Uh, but three out of four isn't bad for where the Bears were last year and where they're at right now. Surpassing last year's win total. Looking to add on to it. Four more games left in the season. After defeating Detroit 28-13. They got Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, and Green Bay. And Cleveland's in the playoff hunt. Atlanta still trying to, you know, compete for that uh, NFC South. And then Green Bay, that might be a big game for Green Bay. That's why the, the time is to be determined for that one. Could be flexed. You never know. What if what if Green Bay, they got a cake schedule coming up, though, just to, to be clear. They got to face, they got like Carolina on their schedule. They got the Giants still. I think they got uh, Tampa Bay. And then they got the Bears. So, you know, but what if they're what if they got eight wins and we got eight and the Bears got eight wins and then that last game of the season to see who gets that last playoff spot? Ooh, that'll be so sexy. Well, and what if the pressure gets to Jordan Love and he starts performing like he did earlier in the season? Maybe. Whole different ball game once you start, you know, lowering yeah. the expectations again. Yeah, maybe that is the case. Maybe that is the case, and we shall see. Uh, but what are your thoughts? 312, 644-6767. Bears defeat the Detroit Lions, but still a lot to talk about. Still a lot of uncertainty surrounding this team. Gabe, I got uh, one more question sure, for you sure, if you don't sure. want to. Before we go to the calls. Yeah. So. Um, you know, there was a lot to be proud of, obviously, with the win. But what was, like, the biggest thing for you watching the game where, like, great, they won by two scores against the NFC North leading Lions. But 
what left you feeling a little more hungry that they need to improve on for next week and for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think, you know, Bears come out strong every week. This we know, right? First drives always look good. And then it's the adjustments, right? It's the third and two and not calling a power run up the middle with your quarterback. It's fourth and one and not calling a fake tush push sweep to the outside. Corey, Corey told me, again, listen, I can have my thoughts, but that's why I like hanging out with football players because I can really ask them, like, Corey, what's up right there? He's like, Gabe, it's like it's a terrible call. I'm like, why? Why is it a terrible call, Corey? He goes, because everyone knows on fourth and two in a situation like that, you're supposed to stay and, like, be disciplined in your gaps because you never know what they're going to do. So, like, people are ready for something like that is what he's saying. And when you got Deontay Foreman, when you got Roshan Johnson, these are heavy hitters. Third best running running game in the league. Ravens, Niners, Bears. You do it well. You, you it's easily you can say you do that better than you throw the ball. So why not just run the ball? So situations like that, and then it's the adjustments during the game. So what I feel like they can improve on. I thought they did a good job of not trying not to lose the game in the fourth quarter, even though I thought they would. They still took shots. But yeah, it's the it's the it's the consistency of the game flow. They're putting up points and they're making adjustments. Fine, let's come back and let's put some more points on the board. And I think the Bears did that in the second half. And the defense just played exceptionally well. Like you can't take it. Like holding the Lions to zero points in the second half. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And like you said, the momentum completely shifted after the quarterback power and then the the toss to Moore. I'm like, oh great, here yeah. we go. It's going to get away from them and. Man, defense did a great job holding. They them thought to the Bears. We all points. thought the Bears were going to Bears. Is what we what we actually thought happened. And then in the third quarter, you know, you get you get uh, you get them on a three and out. Then the Bears get the ball, go on a twelve play, sixty five yard drive to get a field goal, tie it up. Lions had no first downs in the third quarter. That's what I'm saying. Then another three and out. Then another three and out. So the defense did its job, and I think so. There's you feel good about that. And you know the Bears are going to you know. Try to get that time of possession thing going. Long drives, dinking and dunking. You know. Again, though, the question you have to ask yourself. Again, a lot of questions after this game. Feels good to get the victory. Feels good to beat Detroit Lions. But is that going to make you, you know, playoff worthy for the next 10 years where teams are fearful of you? We'll see. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Snooky out in Bloomington. Snooky, what's your question? What's up, Gabe? I uh, love the show. Thank you for taking my call. I got a couple things for Always. you. Always. All right, the thing that bothers me is everybody's wanting to keep uh, Uber Flues. Now, him as a head coach, he has two coaches fired during the season. Now, he's been a great defensive coordinator. So what is he going to be next year? Defensive, is he going to continue to call the defense or he's going to – pass it on to someone else because if he's going to pass it on to someone else, he's going to be the same head coach as he was before. <laughs> Fair. All right. And, and the thing with, uh, with Fields, it doesn't matter what he's going to do. He's, he's out. Now, if you're going to get rid of Fields because you, get, you can drive the quarterback and start the clock over, I understand that. But Caleb Williams and Fields are the exact same quarterback. You know, they're going to try to make 
the, you know, the extra move, the extra play, drag it out longer. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're going to they're gonna fumble the ball. And, you know, that ain't what you want. But you got guys like Josh Allen. He's the same type of quarterback, and he's leading the league in quarterback. I mean, in uh, turnovers. His record is 7-6 and six this year. And then you got Herbert, who's 5-8, and 9-7, 9-7. Nine nine but he just got a – Two hundred fifty million dollar contract, and everybody thinks he's the greatest in the world. So, if the reason you're going to get rid of Fields is to start the play clock over, uh, the you know the contract over, I understand that. But just to get rid of him and to bash him, it doesn't make any sense. But Eberflus and uh, Getsky, they got to go. All right, you're going to draft a new quarterback. You got to change the whole system. I hear you. Thanks for the cost, Nick. You make some real great points, and I want to be able to address them each individually. So, you know, first I want to say, you know, there's the, the, the keeping Eberflus thing. It's a great question, right? Like what's going to happen next year? What's going to happen next year when like who, who, or who are you going to give the, the, the play calling to on the defense? Who are you going to entrust with that responsibility? It's a great one. What's going to happen? I don't know. Are you going to call the defense? Yeah, coach is calling offense. Maybe he's like, yeah, you know what? I am going to call the defense. That's a great question. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I wonder what upper management thinks about that, right? Like sometimes your manager will be like, yeah, okay, I see you doing both jobs, and that's okay. But I really think that maybe you could perform better if you 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 had some of that taken off of your plate. And let's bring in a defensive coordinator. It's a great one. Uh, he is a great defensive coordinator. That we cannot take away from him. That's why he got the interview in the first place. He had the Indianapolis Colts defense plan at a very high level. Uh, something else you said, Snooky. Can't believe you got me out here calling you that. But I will. And you said that Caleb Williams is the same QB as Justin Fields. Well, think about that. Let's say he is. Like the exact same. And you're still you still have some hope in Justin, right? That there's a little bit left. He hasn't plateaued yet. And if, if the same can be said for a rookie QB like Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever, fill in the blank, right? Fill in the blank, whoever that is. And if they're the same as Justin Fields, well, wouldn't you want that then? Because then you'd be, getting the, you'd be getting Justin Fields for another four years at a cheap contract. Because then you can take that money and build around him for a longer period of time. Because isn't that what we're saying, right? Like, if you are a Justin truther and you're saying – you need to build around Justin. Give him more weapons. Do more of this. Do more of that. And if you're telling me that the quarterback that they can draft is going to be exactly the same, well, then, yeah, I want a cheaper contract for a, a productivity that is exactly the same and then use that extra money to then build and give him more, more talent around him if it's going to be the same. Um, you mentioned the Bills record as well, Snicky. And I was talking about this a second ago. And I was saying, you know, remember in the NFL – like, if you finish in first, then you play, like, all the first-place teams. And so when you're looking at the Bills and who they've played, man, they've had a tough schedule this year. They've played Miami. They've played Cincinnati. They've played, you know, Philly, Kansas City. It's a tough, tough schedule. They lost the first game of the year to the Jets, which they shouldn't have. Remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down? Like, they shouldn't have lost that game. Then they went three straight after that, including against Miami. They lose to Jacksonville, tough. They beat the Giants. Patriots have three wins all year, one of them against the Buffalo Bills, tough. So they've lost to the Jets and to the 
New England Patriots. That sucks. They play to whatever level their opponent yeah, is clearly. at. clearly. They only beat Tampa by six. They lost to Cincy by six. And then lost to Denver by two. We all remember that game. They get the revenge on the Jets by beating them 32-6. to six, Lose to Philly last week and then beat Kansas City. So, I mean, that's a tough schedule. And then your last point that you brought up was, uh, you know, Justin Herbert. But, man, and I get it. Not necessarily playing his best football after he just got hurt. His index finger is hurt on that one. But, the, but you, you mentioned, like, the money that they gave him. Let me just rattle off his first, not including this year because he got hurt. His first three years, 4,300 yards, 5,000 yards, 4,700 yards. I mean, damn, if you're not going to give him the money, who are you going to give the money to? Like, if that's not, if he's like, if somebody comes out and throws for 4,300, 5,000, 4,700, and you're like, yeah, nah, we're not paying you. <laughs> I'd be like, what? You better give him my damn money. So, good point, Snook. See how I shortened it up? Good points. Um, But it is going to be interesting. I think that's the best part about this telenovela that exists, this soap opera that exists for the Chicago Bears. They're in such a unique situation. Let's go back out to the phone lines, though. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Let's go to Will out in Displains. Will, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, Gabe. This, I'm actually a first-time caller. Good to talk to you. Oh, a different Will in Displains. I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and please forgive me if, I, if I'm going to repeat anything that someone else has said oh, by good. Justin. I actually just turned the radio off. I see what I believe everybody else sees about Justin. I see the things he needs to work on. Accuracy, getting rid of the ball, making better decisions. Uh, pinpointing his receivers. But my feeling is this. We should keep him because I think with the character that he has and with the athlete that he is, I feel like he'll work on those. Maybe it's taking longer than expected. Maybe we feel like he should have cleaned up these errors or these deficiencies already. But I see enough in this young man that I think over time he will work on these. And I feel like he has too many intangibles that we've never seen before in Chicago. That to me, it's hard to get them up especially for an unproven talent on the NFL level. Okay, so what do you do? Give me – because I'm, I'm – Will, if this is your first time calling, then I would like you to know that I am about solutions and not problems, I I, right? I, trust me, I watch you uh, – trust me, I used to listen to you on B96. Oh, okay. So I, I watch you on TV, so <laughs> right. I, trust me, man, I, I know your MO. All right, so talk to me So talk to me then about the draft, right? Like, you, you're sitting there with that number one pick with Carolina. You like Justin Fields. What are you doing? Like, what do you want to have happen there? Uh, two, either two, one or two positions, um, offensive line or another receiver. With the first pick. With the first pick. Okay. Now, I'm not an expert. Once again, I, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I just want to, you, I want to know your wants, your wants and needs. I want your deep, deepest desires. That's oh, what I want those, those are my, those are my wants. I either want another, I either want someone else on that offensive line to protect his blind side, or I want another receiver. Okay. Okay. Fair enough, Will. Um, I'm, I'm, at what point were you fully sold on Justin Fields as the quarterback? Like, has it been this way since the beginning and you've just been riding with him or well, like well, something happened thing. in the last I, couple I, games? I, no, I kind of pretty much been riding with him. But what I feel like is this, is that I feel like I see little, if not the improvements that we all want to see on a broad basis, but I see enough improvement and I see too much toughness in this man. Mm. Okay. You know, like, like even today, today wasn't a great game, but, you know, and there were some things to dislike, but there were a lot of things to like as well. 
Yeah, no interceptions is the number one standout for me. 100%. No turnovers, no interceptions. Turnovers. Uh, no, no fumbles by him. Yeah, no fumbles. Those are games you could live with. Like, two hundred over 200 they, yards, a running, a rushing yep. touchdown. Like, yeah, that's what's up. I like it. I like it and a that, lot. And, and that fourth down and 13 play, I know it was just one play, but I thought that was masterful. That's what, you, that's what we're all looking for out of our quarterback that's going to be the quarterback yeah. of the future. Wait, but the funny thing about that, Will, is – you know, Justin Fields is probably one, just that one that he completed, one for like yeah. 30 in those situations. <laughs> like when the flag goes Very up, true. it's like, Very true. you know, no completions, no touchdown, no pass interference, nothing like that. It's like some botch play. And we're always looking at the TV like, damn, why can't we ever get one of those? And then we finally get right. one. Finally get one. Um, but it was a great, great read. You know, they talked to Justin after the game about it, about that play in particular. And he said mm-hmm. that, he said, you know, well, once – they were trying to get him off sides. And once they got him off sides, like there was no real play. It was just like kind of get out there. And he saw DJ Moore beating his man. It was a great, it was a dime. He threw a dime to DJ Moore right there. And it was great. Um, but but thanks for the call. Well, I appreciate it. And there's one thing, you know, that you said that really stood out to me. And this is one thing that I, I don't think anyone else has talked about when it comes to Justin Fields, Will and Displains, and that is his character. No one's talking about that. You know, like as, as to why you should keep him. Everybody's like, oh, it's Getsy. Oh, it's the offensive line. Oh, he needs more weapons, more Marvin Harrison Juniors. But no one has said, like, hey, you know what? It's his character. He's a winner. He wants to improve. He's going to do whatever he can to make sure that, you know, he's going to improve. He's going to fix the mistakes and not let them happen again. Like, that's something, like, because the first part of Will's statement was, it's the accuracy, the quick release, the better decisions, things that we can all agree on. But when you throw out somebody's character and you're like, yeah, but you know what, though? Because that's something you can't, you know, can't put your finger on, right? Like you see Patrick Mahomes after the game yelling at the sideline judge, like Offens- offensive offsides, come on. That's the worst call. And then, then to go say it to, to, to Josh Allen when you're shaking hands with him, wow, that's petty. They're a Super Bowl champion, Papa. You won so many games. But – I'm more so pointing out it's the character, right? The fact that you're someone that wants to win those games. You want, and I do think Justin Fields has has a really, really strong character, and that's some, that's something. If you're looking, if I'm trying to find a way that you're going to sway me back to Justin Fields can be a top ten quarterback in the NFL because that's always my biggest gripe. And damn, character might be it. There's been a noticeable difference ever since those coaching comments came out. The sense of leadership has kind of gone up a, a notch. Yeah. With fields. Yeah, I do want to, I mean, I wish there was a level of ownership. I remember David Montgomery, I think it was like, I think it was the year that that they were tearing it down, so two years ago. Not last year, but the year before that. Before Poles and Eberflus came in. No, Eberflus was there. Yeah, it was Eberflus's first year. So last year. Because this is Eberflus and Poles' okay, second year. Okay, then two years ago then. The Nagy's last year. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Nagy's last year. Fields rookie year. Yeah. David Montgomery came out and basically was like, put it on my shoulders. I'm going to be the leader of this team. Even though he's a younger guy, I'm going to be the leader of this team. And I remember, like, post games coming out and being like, nah, we're good. Nah, this, nah. Just eating it. I'm the leader. It's on us. We're going to get us. And I feel like Justin's there now. And I get it. There's uncertainty with his future with this team. But I think that's. That's the part that I feel like is missing. A little bit of ownership for the team. And it'll come, I'm sure. 
Because you want to know why? He has good character. Just like Will and Desplaine said. I love that. If if he's not with the Bears, I'm sure he'll be a great character guy for whatever team he may end up being on in the future, even if it is in Chicago. People love stuff like that. All right. Uh, it is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a GameIllinois.com. Tons of great guests all day today on 670 The Score, uh, starting with Mulligan Hall. They got Olin Krutz at 7, DJ Moore at 8, Brad Biggs at 9. Then Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder join Bernstein and Holmes, and then Parkinson Spiegel round out this Plumbers 911 Football Monday. They got Kurt Warner at 2.40, Mark Grody at 4, and then Jalen Johnson at 5 p.m. Oh, can't wait to hear him talk his talk. Talk that mess, young man. Get that money. Think Another about that. interception. Think about that. You try to sit there and you get himself an interception. And people were like, oh, he didn't catch these other ones. That's why, man, those are batted balls and interceptions that he is putting together on the resume. Looking good, man. You got to make sure you're listening to him. 5 p.m. Make sure you check that out right here on 670 The Score. Let's go back out to the phones. Let's go to James from Des Moines. James, so uh, what were a couple things that stood out to you for this game? All right. Uh, first of all, Gabe, I just want to add that comment that you just last stated. I think you pulled that out of what he said about character. And I've been listening to you, to you for a long time. And uh, I, I see you coming back this way because I used, to, <laughs> I used to violently disagree with you. But I see a lot of your points that you're making. But uh, I think the thing that stood off about with me about Fields today, haven't heard anybody say this. His reads, I could see his head turning, like looking at one, looking at two, looking at three, even though he's still holding on to the ball too long. But at least he's going through his progression. Right, right. You get what I'm trying to say? I saw, I literally saw that. Rather than staring down somebody, I literally saw him, you get what I'm saying, going through his progressions. And uh, the other thing that stood out, and I said this when I called you before, I'm big, I'm analytics, cool. But I've been playing football my whole life. You still got to win up front. And when the Bears started making sense with their defensive line and their offensive line, everything changed. So that was another one thing that stood out. But the other thing that stood out more than anything was Iberflutes didn't change how he's calling these games. <laughs> they were not blitzing early in the year. You can't, they weren't. I don't know if this new guy that came in and did it, <laughs> but uh, – he wasn't going out like he did last time in Detroit, sitting back there uh, with a pillow on his head, taking it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he actually said something that was really cool, James, in the post game, Eberflus did, where he said, You know, I told the guys leading into today, he said, I'm going to play a lot of base coverage. I'm going to let you guys do your thing. You guys want to, you know, I'm going to let you guys mm-hmm. play football. He's like, I'm going to call mm-hmm. base, so be ready for it. And they were all ready for it, he said. So they were ready to right. play man. They were ready to get after him. And, and they were up for the yeah. challenge, man. I mean, when you're looking at the yeah. passing yards of Jared Goff, didn't have a ton. Sammy Laporta didn't kill mm-hmm. him. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, a Bears mm-hmm. killer, didn't go off like he normally does. So Getsy's mm-hmm. looking good. What do you think about Getsy as the coach moving forward? You're in on that? I, 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 I think that, you know, you were hitting on that. But I don't hear people talk about it. You remember that guy they brought in as just like personal administrative yeah. assistant on the defense or whatever? Yeah. He's supposed to be some type of guy. I don't know if they're trying to groom him 
to move into that slot for next year and just keeping him in to know everything, but just to bring him in out of the blue, but you don't hear nothing about him. I mean, I, I know he's there for a reason because I watched the sidelines. I saw him walk up to him. You get what I'm saying? During the game, yeah. you, you kind of showed him on the sidelines walking up to Iberflus. And if you know anything about football, you got to be somebody real important during the middle of the game to walk up to a coach calling plays. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's the quickest way to go to the house, walking <laughs> up to a coach calling plays. So it must have been pretty important to walk up to him. So I'm thinking maybe they're trying to groom somebody. That's my thought about that. But um, lastly, back to the point about what you said about fields. I tell my sons, I tell my family, I told the young man, it's a rarity that you get back-to-back number one draft picks. It's just a rarity that that, that ever happens. I don't know what the Bears are going to do. I, I, I know Fields in the long term is going to be successful, but football as a whole to me is in a transition. It's mediocre as far as quarterback play. You got a couple good ones, but everybody else straddling the fence. You might have four good ones. But everybody else is learning the game, straddling the fence. The game is in the transition, but, you know, I believe in time it's going to be all right. If the Bears wanted to, because of how how the competition is, they could back down, trade that pick, and stockpile because you know and I know game because you watch a lot of football. You don't act, you know, you, you let the callers do a lot of talking. But you, 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 you in tune, and I know you are. I watch college football, too. Caleb Williams can throw the football. Yeah. I don't care what nobody got to say. I watched him. I watched him for two years. There's something about how that boy throw that ball now. You can you can act like you can turn a blind eye if you want to. Sounds like sounds like ball. sounds like you want Caleb Williams instead of Justin Fields. I don't know now. Because it sounded like you started this whole conversation, James. Sounded like you started this whole conversation talking about. I've been trying to tell you about Justin Fields. I've been trying to tell you about Justin Fields. And at the end, you're like, but that boy Caleb is good. Like, you're sending me mixed signals. You're sending me mixed signals, James. I like it, though. That's why, hey, you know what? I love the conversations because, you know what, James? You're feeling like everybody else. You're just a little torn. You just, where there is uncertainty out there. And like you said, because there is a lot of mediocre quarterback play and it is, you know, hard. And then Iberflus, you know, is having the defense playing like crazy. Justin Reeves have been looking better. It, it just, it, you just don't know what to do. But I think, James, I think you said it best earlier, which is that, and it's something that I've said quite a few times, because there is uncertainty surrounding Justin Fields, right? Even if you do wholeheartedly believe in his skill set and what he can become, 100% of the people, or even 90 for that matter, aren't on board with that same sentiment. It is literally split down the middle. Half the people are like, yeah, I'm ready to move on. And half the people are like, how dare you consider moving on? And all I'm saying is me, if that is what's going on at your quarterback position, where the entire fan base isn't on the same page regarding the quarterback, because clearly he is not good enough. And that's why people don't feel that way then you cannot have two number one picks in a row and not address your quarterback position. It just doesn't even make sense. Like Even if you do agree with Justin, even if you think Justin Fields is the guy, right, you have to then look at the organization and just be like, listen, I rock with Justin Fields, but that does make sense. 
There is uncertainty surrounding the quarterback position. And if I don't address it with two number one picks in a row, oh my gosh, that's just, you're doing yourself, you're just making a mistake. And I asked this before I go to break, I asked this. So you know what no one said? Where polls Warren and Flus, where they ranked each of the quarterbacks that came out this year. Did they have C.J. Stroud at number one? You know, they like Justin Fields better than them because they knew they were going to have capital in the next draft. But even just for poops and giggles, can't curse on the show, like, did you have C.J. Stroud number one? Because if you did, and he's performing well, you're thinking to yourself, damn, I wish I had C.J. Stroud. And then you think to yourself, I have an opportunity again to have that number one pick. Do I want to make the same mistake twice if I really like another quarterback that I know is going to be really good? It's tough. 312-644-6767. I'm taking your phone calls all night. I'm here till 5 a.m., so I'm taking every single one of them. And like my man James said, yeah, I like to let people talk a little bit. You want to know why? Because I'm, I've been there. I like to talk about my bears, so I want to hear from you. 312 644 6767. I'm taking your phone calls next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, I mean, he's Coach uh, Foose is a great coach, bro. He, he keeps us motivated. Um... It's a. I, I never seen a head coach uh, run a team and call defensive plays, so that's that's new for me. But, but a lot of respect for him as a coach. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on six seventy. The score. And that was Montez Sweat talking about Coach Eberflus right there. He said he's never seen a coach be the head coach and call defense. Brown Rivera don't call the deep. Didn't call the defense ever in uh, in Washington. That's wild. Jack Del Rio. I mean, now, last couple of years, that's interesting. All right. He's been with them ever since he got hired in 2020. Bears defeat the Detroit Lions 28-13. Justin Fields has himself a game, 19 for 33, over 200 yards. Got himself a rushing touchdown. Put up points when the Bears needed it. Protected the ball, no fumbles. No touch or no uh, interceptions. Hasn't thrown one in quite a while. So it's interesting, man. It's got, you know, this game, all it does is is make things murkier. Like Bears with the potential to win their last five games. That sounds wild. And it's almost it's almost even more frustrating to think that, you know, if the let's say the Bears do finish off nine and eight, which would be such a Bears thing to do. What would you do if they finish nine and eight? Yeah, I mean, nothing. Be, it'd be exactly like I said. It'd be the, a very Bears thing to do, which is be, you know, a game out of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, you know, that would break you, my heart. And then you have to think about, you know, what it is that, you know, you have to go back to every single game that you felt like they should have won, the Denver game, you know, things like that. You start doing that. But that's like the life of a Bears fan. You just fall short. Nothing ever goes your direction. That's why you think like, oh, Justin Fields, you know, just go ahead. Why do we have a carousel of quarterbacks in there? Because we gets, that's what we do. It's the Bears. Can't get it right. I had another offensive question for you, Gabe, because mm-hmm. I feel like we could both make a collaborative agreement. The defense gets an easy A for performance base against the Lions yesterday. What grade do you give the offense? Because I know they scored 28, but there were some times where it seemed like they had their usual hiccups middle of the game. And then they obviously pulled it together and won in the end. Yeah, I would say, I mean... The offense, I mean, obviously they were the beneficiary of some really good field position. Eberflus uh, pointed that out as well. Capitalized on some turnovers, which is good. You know, the first touchdown was on a trick play. You know, Justin Fields scrambling for the other tutty. Hmm. DJ Moore, other his receiving touchdown was on a botched, you know, fourth and 12 offsides. So taking all that consideration, I'd say a B minus. Yeah, B minus. I think it's good. It's a good grade, but it's a minus because 
Yeah. I say a B minus and I'm holding strong to that. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Scott. Scott, who are you comparing Justin Fields to? All right, so here's the ultimate comparison for you. Uh, Drew Brees, in his years two and three, had way more interceptions than Fields. Uh, his, his actually passer rating was less than Justin Fields. And, you know, you brought up kind of pass hurt with Trubisky. I think they had to deal with that, too, because they had Ryan Leaf that they drafted at that point. And so they had to get over that and then bring in this other guy. And then they let him go, and he goes to um, New Orleans and then went to Super Bowl. I, I see enough in fields. I don't know if he's going to be Hall of Fame, but I see enough in fields that I feel like if you let him go, he's going to find his Sean Payton, and we're going to regret this. All right, but when you're talking about Drew Brees, though, Scott, I mean, you're talking about you know one of the best quarterbacks ever. And mm-hmm. So you're telling me that that's the trajectory that Justin Fields is on? Well, I mean, just look at the first three years. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm asking, but I'm, but I'm, I'm saying, is that is that your opinion that you're laying claim to? Is that Justin Fields is on the trajectory of Drew Brees? But the way that it's matching up, it could be that way, but we don't know. We, you know, we're. I just think that that's some hope to hang on to, but the fact that there's a lot of criticism around this and. Why, why would we get rid of a guy who, like, it's the devil you know. I would rather have the devil you know in fields and get the right guy in the offensive scheme and then let him, what I think will flourish, and go from there. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 the Drew Brees comp aside, I hear what you're saying in terms of, you know, adding more weapons and, and seeing what you have and you have him, so build around him or, you know, let him be that for you. So you're you're thinking Justin Fields capable of winning the Bears a Super Bowl? Absolutely, and it just it takes like getting the right people around him. If it's Marvin Harrison Jr., do it. If it's getting a legit center, whether it be by draft or whether it be by give me three things. Give me seven. give me Scott. Give me three things that that if Justin Fields had it, then the Bears would be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I think get him a center, get him a left tackle, and get him an offensive head coach that knows how to scheme for him. Okay, so you so Mike McDaniels, a center, and a left tackle, and the Bears are winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%, I think so. Okay, I like it. Yeah, 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 I'm here for it. I was having this conversation earlier, like what Mike McDaniels would do, you know, for a guy like Justin Fields, right? So you're saying a better offensive line and, a, and, a, and a, an offensive-minded coach and Justin Fields is there. Because with you know, you haven't given him more weapons. <coughs> excuse me, and you're banking on Justin Fields, you know, really inherently being the man, and just some different coaching is going to make him, in scheming, is going to make it all the, the the more difference. Yeah, I think because you gave him DJ Moore, he's already having a better passing season um, with DJ Moore. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so I I think. Whether it be Marvin Harrison Jr., I think the offensive line needs to be better, but uh, just get more around him, and I think he flourishes. Yeah, thanks for the call, Scott. I mean, that's a great. I mean, it's a great point about you know having had DJ Moore this year has made him a more prolific passer, right? Um, some would argue that that was a result of you know yak yards after catch with some screens or some you know easy passes, but 
none that like it's 200 yard game that DJ Moore had. The majority of those were after the catch, but 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 you still got to give him the ball. And he and, and and it is a fact that his numbers are higher. So maybe you know some more time to throw the ball, get him some higher numbers. Zero drops since week four. That's really impressive. I will say that there's was a couple catches made, you know, by Cole Komet, a DJ Moore that were just really impressive. And so Bears most certainly were the beneficiary of of some really well um, skilled catches by uh, the Bears wide receivers. Uh, so again, Bears defeat the Detroit Lions, twenty eight thirteen. Speaking of the receivers, DJ Moore had six for sixty eight with a touchdown. On 10 targets. Cole Komet, 5 for 66 um, on 7 targets. Darno Mooney, 2 catches, 44 yards uh, on 7 targets. 2 catches on 7 targets. Mm. Uh, and that was it. Valus, there was a Valus Jones sighting and a Tyler Scott sighting. Even Mercedes Lewis got in there uh, with a nice little catch. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm... If you get a new coach and a new scheme then you can use the excuse that Justin Fields is now learning a whole nother offense, which is what I know a lot of people will say. And, you know, keeping them in the city. That's why for me, I don't mind keeping Justin Fields, right, drafting quarterback early, and then getting a new offensive coordinator who runs a similar scheme. Maybe the the the, the verbiage is the same, but but he's calling the plays, and he adds a couple wrinkles in there that 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 – I guess favor Justin Fields or just who cares? Just a better offensive mind um, than Luke Getze. No shade of Luke Getze. He did your thing, bro. I just want somebody better. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Javon on the road. Javon, I want you to talk to me about Justin Fields, man. What are your thoughts about the QB? Man, listen, I've been I've been noticing a theme and you're pushing into these callers all night. Uh, one is. Can Justin Fields get to a point where he can win the Super Bowl? I would answer that by saying he, he ain't much different than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got his team to the Super Bowl or helped. He was part of that getting to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, decent. Team around him, much superior than what we have. Uh, but with Justin, I, I don't just shine a spotlight on Justin. You have to look at Iberflus. And gets what? What did any of them do in the off season that that you could point at and say, "Oh, they're better at this or that this year"? It, it looked like they wasted an off season. All three of them, all three of them wasted up off season. Eberflus, to his credit, had and maybe by he got forced into being the defense coordinator. He looks like he's grown as a coach this year. But my problem is, what did y'all do in the offseason? Justin, we knew what his weaknesses were last year. He, he doesn't anticipate throws. He's not that good at, at, at reading defense. Not where he should be, in my opinion. Um, and he holds the ball a little bit too long. Did you work on any of that? Did your coaching staff help you? Yes, he, he's, he, he calls plays. He's not an offensive coordinator. You that stuff can be worked on if you look in the mirror and say, what do I need to get better at? And I have the whole offseason to get better at my weaknesses. 
uh, I, I remember an interview with Kobe Bryant after after Kobe retired. Uh, he did an interview, and 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 the guy was asking him about, man, uh, that guy he 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 needs to start shooting shooting more and better at at mid range. And Kobe looked at him, he said, you don't get better at mid range jays during the season. He said, you got to put that work in in the off season. He said, when you come into the season, you are who you are into the next off season. What, what work did they do in the off? Any of them. The, the way they came out against Green Bay that first week tell me everything I needed to know about who these cats is. But with all that being said, their first time, even Fluke head coach, first time, Gessie, uh Justin's been here a little bit. I think we can win with these cats, Gessie, Eberflus, and Justin. But they have to they have to continue to build this team. But no, every offseason, you have to dissect your weaknesses and, and, and at least if it's not a strength coming into next year, it has to be on par with the rest of the league. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Javon, let me talk let me ask you a couple questions because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'll try to address everything at the end, but I think there's something that you know we should talk about uh before mm-hmm. I do that. So you were talking about, you know, Jalen Hurts and his team being superior, right? Like the team being bettered around him, right? And that's right. when you're trying to compare. But would you say that – and you called Jalen Hurts decent, Chicago decent. Now, decent can mean a lot of things in Chicago. So so I'm, I'm curious, do you think Jalen Hurts is, is better – or do you think Justin Fields is better than Jalen Hurts? Uh, I, I, if, if I was being honest, I think Justin – has the potential to be better than Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is in a better situation than Justin has been since he's been in the league. But you remember before the Super Bowl year for Philly, Philly and their fans was calling to get rid of Justin. Yeah, remember, remember that? But they but they saw they growth. Did. But they saw growth and they stuck with him. And what else? They saw, they got AJ a. Yeah. Brown. Yeah, but we're and, talking about hold on, hold on. We're talking about growth okay. though, and why they kept them right, and then and then. They added pieces, but they they kept them because they're like, oh, this guy is good, right? And so, right. The, so, so with Fields, you're you're saying, and I really love this argument, by the way, Javon, which is that because mm-hmm. it's hard to argue against, and it's that you think Justin Fields can be better than Jalen Hurts, which I think, like, I have no counter argument for that. I'm not going to be like, that's crazy, that's ridiculous, because hey, it can be true. It can be true. Justin Fields. Can there is a possibility that he comes out better than Jalen because he's bigger, got a stronger arm, can rub better than him, right? It's the other things, right, that make you a quarterback that 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 right. that Fields got to work on in order to get there, and that's just the biggest problem I have, Javon. Is like I'm with you, I'm like with like you. like man, how like <laughs> damn, I, I gotta wait, like I gotta bank on this, right? Like that's what I'm really doing. I'm banking on it. Well, well, this is the thing, and that's that's why I like, I told the stringer. I'm perplexed because oh, your weaknesses from last year are the same weaknesses this mm-hmm. year. Well, how can that be if you're a professional? <laughs> I don't care. Let's say, let's say. Oh, you said it. You just said it. You just said the Kobe Bryant thing. Like you have to right? work on some things when, like, in the off season and, when no one's watching. And even by yourself, let's say, let's say your coaching staff that you that you've been dealt with, I, I don't know how to develop. Because that's been the issue in Chicago for all these years. We don't player develop, right? But let what, you're a professional. You make money. What, 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 why can't you call up a 
uh, Steve Young or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady say, hey, man, I, I need a couple of dollars. Can, can you show me how to break down defenses? Can you show me how to pre-snap read? Uh, who has the best footwork of any quarterback? I mean, Peyton Manning was meticulous about his footwork. Can, hey, man, Peyton, can you, can you remember what LeBron did? He went down to, to Elijah Wan, work on his paint game. What's yeah. wrong with Justin saying, okay, my coaching ain't doing it for me, but there's been plenty of Hall of Famers that have done my position at high levels. How, how come you can't call them guys and say, hey, man, what do you think I need to work on? Help me with this. Help me with that. that, that I'm, I'm perplexed by that. If I'm a professional athlete, right, I'm, I'm going to worry about my own legacy first and foremost. I'm not going to leave it on the coaching staff to teach me or coach me what I did. No, man. That that perplexed me. And I can say the same thing for Gessie. I can say the same thing for Eberflus. Man, y'all got to work on your craft, man. Yeah, that's what they got to do, man. Thanks for the call, Javon. I really appreciate it. And I love the good conversation about, you know, Justin Fields because that's what this game has done. Last night, yesterday's game, that's what it's done. It's, it's, it's strengthened the debate as to what to do moving forward with the Chicago Bears. And it's healthier than ever. And I want to remind people, like, for me, you know, I'm a bear, I'm a real Bears fan. What you talking about? Like, I'm a real Bears fan. So whoever wears the jersey, I don't care if it's Kari Blazing game. I, I want him to be an all-pro. And so, you know, I, 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 I support each and every one of these members of the Chicago Bears. I think what's happened is, you know, working for the score – you know, my boss, Mitch, said it. Playing it again, we're in the we're in the opinion business. You cannot just be out here like mm, I think maybe. Mm. So I try to just you know say what my eyes say. You know, I'm trying to tell you what my eyes see, and not be blinded so much by my fandom. And so you know, can Justin Fields be better than Jalen Hurts? Can he? Maybe, but he's not. Yet, right? And he's not even as good as him or even close, I would say. Close, sorry. Objective. But either way, I just, what I can say is, just like Javon, just like you did, he's not yet, right? So all I'm doing is saying what I see in the present, right? I, 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 and then just like you said, Javon, man, I thought you were supposed to work on that stuff last offseason, and you didn't. And here we are, so I'm struggling. I'm perplexed. And so it's tough. It really is tough when you're looking at Justin Fields and his, his body of work. And the reason why it's – nobody would care about this if the Bears had the 17th pick in the first round. Like, it wouldn't even be an option. Nobody would care because wouldn't, you wouldn't have the option to move on. Right? And that's really what you're up against if you're Justin Fields and you're and if you think that he's the man. You're up against options. And that's a bad thing. What do they say? A man is only as faithful as his options, right? He ain't got no options. Guess what? He's gonna be faithful. You're you're saying exactly what the Giants were going through with Daniel Jones last year. Exact same thing. They didn't have any options, had to pay the man. And so that's what the Bears are at right now. They do have options. There is someone sliding in their DM, and it's Caleb Williams. And guess what? He ain't the only one sliding in the DMs. Drake May. It's Drake May sending booty pics and everything. Talking about, hey, big head, 
Literally. Hey, big. I should do that. Should be a funny video that you put on social media. It's, it's Caleb Williams sliding in the DM, and then it's Justin Fields like, who's who's hitting you up in the DMs? Which hotel are we linking up at? Whoa, whoa. Hey, I'm just saying. No paper I'm, going off, I'm going off of what you were saying. <laughs> no paper there, trails there, baby T. You're going too hard. I like it, though. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But then the Bears are just like, I didn't do anything. They were just sliding in my DMs. I really didn't do anything, Justin. I really love you. And that's probably what's happening. It's ah. going to get worse for the next couple weeks to wrap up the season. That's what we're going to see, man. All right, more Bears calls coming up. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Taking your calls. I'm going to be here till 5 a.m., man. So if you got something to say, trust me, we're going to talk about it. 312-644-6767. Thoughts on the Bears after a game like this? Bears 5-8. and eight. You think they're going to make the playoffs? What do you guys say about this draft situation? What do you think about Justin Fields? I really want to know what you think about Justin Fields. All right, last time. 312-644-6767. More phone calls on the way. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.